to the Joe, Mays, and j Show, bringing you the latest news and commentary on baseball. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out! The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball! Hockey. The Big Ten Championship lies on a measurement. Did he get it? No! He didn't get it! Penn State holds! They brought back the fun, they brought back the excitement, and now they've brought back a Big Ten Championship. The Penn State Nittany Lions are Big Ten Champions. And the NFL. 116 to go, 41 yards. Cardona to Allen. Six titles, nine appearances. How about the drive to go close it out? You see Tom Brady. Enjoy it, folks. You're never, ever going to see it again. Not in our lifetime. Nope. So here's Zerline, part one, 48 yards. And we'll end it. No good. The rain continues. Yes, it does. They've got to snap it. One more time, the ball will end up in the hands of Tom Brady on the kneel down. And there it is. The dynasty continues. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Rappa. The dynasty has ended. Yes. It's over. Yes. Bye-bye. See you later. And now that you posted that picture, you know, maybe... Welcome to Miami. I did hear an interesting thing. They thought maybe that's going to lead into a TB12 Super Bowl commercial. Like, since he's really big into the Announcing that he won't be back with the Patriots. Could you imagine just, like, taking... People, I mean, people already don't like him. Could you imagine him, like, trying to one-up the Super Bowl that he's not in by being like, hey, we won't be... That's what what people are saying, and I retweeted it when they were like... What, like, Tom Brady, like, getting jealous of Patrick Mahomes and Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, had to send out the picture. But <laughs> I don't know that that was it, but that's what we'll go with. Sure, why not? So welcome into episode 294 of the Joe Mays and j Show. I'm Joe Mays, sitting next to me, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's uh, fun to be back here. Um, <sighs> I'd say this is our last football show, but we all know that's not true. No, that would essentially mean it's our last show. <laughs> right, yeah. Because it's, um, like I said, just I think on my solo show a couple weeks ago, I was like, we pretty much only now, talk football now anymore. Now, to be fair, when the Phillies turn it around and, and start building this year, I'm sure they're going to, like, the Phillies references will find their way back into the show yeah, when you, there's when more they positive trade things to Spencer talk Spencer Howard for Chris Bryant. I don't want him to trade Spencer I don't. Howard I don't either. Bryant. I'm just saying. <laughs> So I don't want Mookie Betts to go to the Dodgers either, but whatever. I don't want Arenado to go to the Braves. Yeah, there's there. I feel like I've spent a lot of this offseason hoping things don't happen, as opposed to last offseason where I was hoping so many things did happen. You know, like yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. But hey, Darren Dalton, number of days until pitchers and catchers. Oh, and they can't. Tomorrow will be fun. And then I'm ready for then pitchers ready. and catchers. Right? Yeah. yeah. It, Pitchers you know. and catchers, and that's enough to get me to March Madness, and then 
Next thing you know, baseball season started, and, and then, then it's the NFL the draft, draft and all that stuff. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. It's going to be a fun spring, fun off season yeah. with the other stuff that's happening. Now, I do think the one thing that could continue the NFL trend with us on the show and in our mind is if the Kansas City Chiefs win tomorrow. Uh, yeah, then then that'll definitely be brought up a number of times. Yes, that will be happening a lot. And again, obviously, for those of you that have been listening to us for now <clears throat> nine years. <sighs> Crazy. Um, and there are a few of you out there that have been with us for nine the years. The show's halfway to adulthood. <laughs> Um, you know that neither of us are born and bred diehard Kansas City Chiefs fans, nor do we absolutely have a strong dislike for the San Francisco 49ers. Right. I mean, maybe you more than me as an NFC team, but yeah, really, but I, mean, I mean, we like Joe Montana growing up. And, like, and, he was fun and to in watch. a different year, maybe, but like they didn't, they, they, they didn't play Philly this year, did they? I don't believe so. And they did not Philly out of the playoffs. So no. You know, it is what it is. And, the only- and even though the Eagles made the playoffs, like I, I didn't view them as a, a Super Bowl contender. You know what I mean? There's the way things were going this year. Like the writing was on the wall. So like I had, I had changed my mindset a couple months ago now, as opposed right. to like if it was two weeks ago and then I'm like, I can't root for them, you know? So yeah, that I said, like, while I'm rooting for the Chiefs, unlike a lot of Super Bowls over the last, 18 years like i don't necessarily have like a team that i'm strongly rooting against as well you know what i mean like there's been a lot of them where i found myself rooting against one team more than i've been rooting for a team um and that was honestly me last year i this sounds crazy to people when i explain it they tend to get it like it wasn't that i was rooting for the patriots i was just rooting against the rams a lot and that's basically so Honestly, last year's Super Bowl was kind of ideal for that because it was a, not a great, not a great game. Right. It and, was incredibly boring. Right. And like, it's the kind of game you expect if you're rooting against people. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it matches up with that, I should say. Yeah. So, so here we are, Super Bowl 54 in Miami, Chiefs versus 49ers. Chiefs are the home team. It's the AFC's year to be the home team, and they have chosen to wear the red jersey, so the 49ers will be in the white. The NFL is not allowing them to wear their throwbacks, which they wore in, yeah. I believe, week 17, which yeah. looks super cool. But They do look super cool. Um, they said no, unfortunately. Well, I think the Chiefs got the pick, too, didn't they? The, the, the team that is designated the home team gets to choose either color or white. Okay. And the Chiefs went with their home red jerseys, so the 49ers had to wear their white jerseys uh, they had asked if they could wear the throwbacks, and they were denied. I don't know why, because last year the Rams wore throwback jerseys, but they had already gotten, I think, the okay to wear those right. because of the thing moving to L.A. and like their new uniforms aren't coming until this well, year, I think. Yeah, it's all that thing, though. Like, Who, the NFL rules are really weird well, about the uniforms because they make exceptions all the time. Well, I think the the thought that is out there was that the – official NFL shop was already selling jerseys with the Super Bowl logo on it for 49ers fans, and that wasn't an option. Okay. It was, uh, I think, I guess probably home home red, which not being used, I don't know why. I guess you have to start production so early, right. you just kind of Well, decide. and you don't know if the Chiefs would have wanted Should to wear choose white. Right, yeah. So the 49ers home red, 49ers away white. I don't know if they, ha- if they, like, they throw the color rush in there. I don't know, but, like, they... That someone had said they already had three jerseys available with the Super Bowl Fifty Four logo on them. None of them were the throwback. Right. So, but that you know that's all conjecture. But 
I'd say besides the two of us sitting here, a good, I'd think close to 90% of the region, Berks County, yeah. is probably rooting for the Chiefs. I would I think. I agree. Um, you have those random 49ers fans right. and then um, people that just don't like remember fun. When like when we were younger, the Niners were really good. Oh, yeah. Like they yeah. were coming out of the dynasty. Like the arrow that we talk about last week where we started to really grasp and, and, you know, harp in on those Super Bowls leading into that was the Niners dynasty, you know, like, and then the Niners were still good in the mid nineties. Like they got really good again. Well, we saw back and forth. Steve Young and Jerry Rice win the Super Bowl. Back and forth with the Steelers there, or not Steelers, uh, with the The Cowboys Cowboys there. It was always Cowboys 49ers in the NFC championship game. Because I remember, I remember the games where Dion had played for one team and had now played for the other team. Like, yeah, yeah. it it was interesting, but, um, yeah, like I don't have a like you said. I don't necessarily want to see an NFC team have this meteoric rise, but at the same time, I'm like, meh. You know, like, yeah, I, yeah like, okay, yeah. I guess like I could, I could do that, but it's definitely more of me actually rooting for the Chiefs. Despite being very excited for the game tomorrow, the lead up, kind of. The non-Super Bowl-related stuff leading up to today has oh. kind of been not a great last week. No. Um, obviously, um, the disaster surrounding Kobe Bryant and right. his daughter and the other seven people on the helicopter, which I was in shock sitting at Kelly's grandmother's house Dude, last I Sunday. Kept, I kept thinking that it was going to be wrong. Like, had, Did you see that before I messaged you? Because like, I no, saw like No, when you sent it to me, that's the first I saw it, and I'm like, TMZ. And now here's the thing. TMZ gets lots of things not completely right. Right. But they also are on a lot of things. They also break some big stories. Right. They do. So and so usually what they do is they break it and then there's a there's bits of truth fixing it. Right. And then they just kind of sort out all the all the other details. Now, some of those other details can be big things. However, like I was like, oh no. You know what I mean? And honestly, this was part of it. When I when you sent it to me, that's when I knew it was bad because I know some other people that would send it, and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, but look, it was like well, that's like you know when, not a real source." Like you're right, TMZ is I consider tr- accurate or truthful. I don't know how you want to spin it, but like right. if I get something from like like I see like hip hop news, like you know, right. like from sites that maybe that's a news great site, K-N-E-W-S, but like N E W S, right? Yeah, like anyone that spells. Uh, a word that's just kind of a pun right. or something. I'm right. just like or .net, you know. <laughs> right, like. Yeah, if it's not a .com, I don't know <laughs> if I care. But when I saw the TMZ, and the funny thing is, it happened because I spontaneously opened Twitter, right. and it was a Twitter news thing that I don't ever click on. That and I saw right. it, and I was like, well, one, if Twitter news is jumping on it, it's right. got to be someone from someone. Like, it's got to be a verified account. And it was TMZ, and then I was like, okay. And then, like, within five minutes, I think I found that ABC7 right. that said they were confirming it. Right. And, and then as soon as they did, I was like, well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. obviously, we're not huge basketball guys, but Kobe kind of transcends the sport, and we are relatively close right. to the Philadelphia area. And- We've been. I've been to Lower Marion. Right. Like we, we know all about it. We, we are only five years younger than he was. So we kind of right. were just. I remember him when he was big. Up. I remember when he took Brandy to prom. Like, I, like he was a. He was I a superstar. He's. You could argue he's the best high school basketball player to ever come out of Pennsylvania. Now, 
there are some others that you could make an argument for, but like he, he, you can certainly make a strong argument for Kobe Bryant. Right. And it's just like, yeah. Uh, and it's been a weird week because of that. Um, obviously a sad week and, and all of those things. But yeah. The sports world just kind of, I, came I to said like, briefly. I think I, I said it to you on Sunday, like for a guy that I never, rooted for yeah nope never except when he was on team usa like that's well, that's that, the right, only yeah, that's time true. you're right and yep, like yep. i mean and that honestly it probably goes without saying yeah but like pretty much if his you're... team usa like avengers aside like i never rooted for him no and yet i still felt like this gut punch kind of feeling obviously like it transcends sports like you said like obviously like while not rooting for the guy and honestly i was full on the boat of when Kobe was offended, you know, that he would got booed so much in Philly as like all-star as the all-star game thing. And I'm like, no, no, no. You sat here just a few years before that and talked about how you're a villain in this town. His words, not my, like, no, no, no. That's when yeah. you've declared yourself the villain in the town. We're going to treat you like that. Then, then you get treated as the villain in the town. So like I had that very 76er, you defeated us in the finals mentality of Kobe. Right. However... Like he, you said it, he transcended that stuff. And like, yeah, man, it was, it was shocking, shocking. shocking. And, and then you just, you put all the other circumstances of the other eight, including his 13 year old daughter on board. And like, yeah. I don't know if it's just me being an adult, me being a parent, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like, oh my gosh, like it just rips my heart out every time I think about it. You know, I just yep. like. And then people passing the pictures around, and then the ESPN the newscaster that that started the uh, the girl dad thing yeah. started trending, oh, and yeah. and it was just it was just rough. And obviously, there's a lot more to Kobe Bryant than just basketball. This dis, the disturbing and unfortunate accident, and right. everything else over the last twenty plus yes. years. Um, obviously, this is not the show to cover it. No. We just wanted felt like we needed to because to, it, to it did it. affect the sports world when. The Super Bowl is the story the whole week leading up. And somebody said the craziest night leading into the Super Bowl is always media night now, opening night, whatever right. they call it. And they had a moment of silence to start it off. You know, like that just tells you how it it kind of well, – he was such a sports figure and he wasn't removed. Like I thought, uh, you know, for all the things he sends out, like – Bomani Jones is an interesting Twitter follow. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> right. And he said, he's like, I remember the shock I felt when Wilt Chamberlain died. And he's like, he was 63. Yeah. You know, and he, here so I he am, 41. 41. Yeah. You know, like, and it's just, yeah. It, it, I, I thought, well, it, it, just, it just sent this shockwave through and it has rippled through out the kind of week and it, it kind of changed the tone there. And just or maybe it didn't change it, but I I feel like that's part of what changed this tone. There hasn't been any trash talk. There's been none of this stuff going. And the amazing and just mind-boggling coincidence that LeBron playing for the Lakers passes Kobe on the all-time scoring list in Philadelphia the night before it happens. Like, right? You can't write that kind of stuff. It's just a tragedy. It's unfortunate and. and I saw a thing today. It's like, you know, to go in with the everything happens for a reason stuff like that. Yeah, I don't want to touch that. That right. That's a short and and that's what they were saying. Like that's a that's a short sighted thing that people say sometimes with the best of intentions when right. it, but and it, it doesn't, doesn't help. And it doesn't it, help. It doesn't and that's help, what yeah. this person was saying. They said, that aside, they're like, 
LeBron having gone to the Lakers and standing up there and speaking last night and doing those things like they're like basically like only LeBron could. They're like, not that it makes it okay or that it makes it less. They're they're like, it just seems like that's how it's supposed to be. If, if there was this terrible event that LeBron, like, it's just, they said it was crazy how those pieces fit together. And they, like they said, I said, they did this whole preface of they're they're trying not to say, you know, everything happens for a reason. They're like, but they're like, it's just weird to them to think all this came together and then it. Very odd. Right. And that's basically what they were talking about. Odd timing, giant coincidences. Right. Yes. Right. And you can do with that what you will, connect lines and you can get (laughs) up on your soapboxes, which I saw a few people do, but we're not going to do that here about something that we're not well-versed in to to discuss. And we know we want to talk about football. So let's get back into football and continue the trend of deflating and disappointing news as they had it completely set up to be an incredibly poetic coincidence that Super Bowl 54 to be held in Miami could see the induction of Zach Thomas into the Hall of Fame. But no, they decided to go a different route and select five other players. Now, I don't know where he ended up falling. Um, he was in the top 15. I know they had narrowed it to 10. I don't he think they had the released 10. that. Was he? Yeah, I saw a list. So, Let me rephrase that. Maybe I saw the list of 15, but it was see, with a title that said list of 10. Well, right, but I think it was the list of 15 because okay. I did the same thing, trying to find his name, and then right. I counted. I was like, wait, wait this is the that, list of 15. Yeah, that's so he was a finalist for the first time. He's been eligible since 2014, uh, and I've been beating this drum since he became eligible in 2014. Um, no one of importance, sorry, listens to me, um, and I know you and Adam like to get on me because I, I do, constantly but... compare Zach Thomas to Ray Lewis and Brian Urlacher, and people always roll their eyes, and I don't understand why. Because, and as people were circulating around today to try to build up hype for Zach Thomas, he is statistically as good as Brian Urlacher. Actually, Dude. depending on what you're looking at, better than Brian Urlacher. Right. So. so- I would put him above Brian Urlacher, in my opinion. Oh, I'm not saying he's better than Ray Lewis. I'm saying he's in the conversation with those were the three guys from the late 90s through 2000s that were the best linebackers in football. Right. Oh, absolutely. And Urlacher's in? Lewis and Urlacher were first ballot. Yeah. Yeah. See that? So... And if you're watching this, you can see that my jersey's hanging on the wall. (laughs) Displaying a specific number that is pretty meaningful. Like, this is how I felt about Brian Dawkins. And I love Brian Dawkins and always will. Was that two years ago now? Was that the year the Eagles won? Yeah. And he may go down as my favorite Eagle of all time. Like, honestly, like, that's just... And while I... He is certainly deserving. Zach Thomas has a better argument to be in than... I know the different positions, but like if guys like Brian Dawkins are in guys like Zach Thomas have to be in, does that make sense? Like, yeah. When I look at the comparison with Brian Urlacher, who is a first ballot hall of famer and and a worthy hall of famer. No, he should be in. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's to say Zach Thomas and Brian Urlacher were a very similar type of linebacker. And the reason that Besides the bias of being on my favorite team and literally being my like football idol growing up, Zach Thomas did it at 5'11". Brian Urlacher was 6'4". They played almost exactly the same amount of games. Thomas played two more. Thomas had 60 more tackles in his career. 
they have combined forced fumbles and interception the exact same number. They both scored the same amount of defensive touchdowns. Now, the one thing that Erlocker beat Thomas on is number of sacks, but Erlocker was axed to blitz in his scheme, whereas Zach Thomas wasn't. Thomas had, I think, 20 or 21, and Erlocker ended up with 41. So that was the biggest discrepancy, other than Thomas having 60 more tackles in just two more games played. But Zach Thomas, and this was always the reason, and oh, and Erlocker was a first round pick. Zach Thomas was a fifth-round pick. Right. And it's because of his side. No one thought he could do it. Right. And all he did was earn. And, and the way they flip-flop here is one of them had more all-pros. I think Zach had five all-pros to Erlocker's four. But Erlocker had yeah. eight Pro Bowls, and Zach Thomas had seven Pro Bowls. Right. Now, Pro Bowl is a terrible way to make the argument that people right. deserve to be right. in the Hall of Fame. Um, but still, like they are that similar. And it just boggles my mind that everyone's like, yeah, Brian Earl goes to first ballot Hall of Famer. And now we're at, what, six or seven years? Like, right. So there's three or four years that Zach Thomas has left until he gets pushed off for like 10 or 20 years until he makes the senior right. ballot. Right. And next year, I think Peyton Manning's eligible, Reggie Wayne's eligible. Reggie it, Wayne was on no, this year. It was, no, then it's someone. It's, there were three pretty big names that are eligible next year, including, and you know, Manning should be unanimous. Like, that shouldn't even be an argument. Right. And there were two more that I'm like, well, they're in. Right there, there's three. If they're only taking five, that means there's two spots left. Right. And you already now passed over Leroy Butler. You passed over Alan Fanica. You passed over John Lynch. Right. Now, two safeties got in this year, um, but it wasn't John Lynch or Leroy Butler. It was Steve Atwater and um, who was the other one? Palomalo. Well, yeah, and Troy Palomalo. Right. So I, I was just really disappointed uh, and I, th- I so, thought that I thought there was a good opportunity this, with him f- making it as a finalist for the first time this year. This may be my hater coming through, but like Palomalu is a Hall of Famer. I'm not arguing that. Is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? He's overrated. He's overrated. Well, my in, in in the sense that we use a lot. Very good. Hall of Fame worthy. His peak was a. Few he had years. like a five six year run where he was, he the, was right. one of like top three defender. Like best, and then, best Steeler defender, probably best AFC. Right. You know, yeah, he and was then a monster. He had, and he then torpedoed. he had a year where he had a, the majority of his career, he was home run or strikeout. He, he's the guy who bats 230. <laughs> but hits, hits 30 home runs. Right. I was going to say hits 30 home runs, but used to be a 40-40 guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and and now, like that's to me, that's what he did. Now, I, I feel like his... He he was great long enough, and he was arguably the best defender on the best team, best defenses for a while. Like, absolutely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But like the again, the talk of like, oh well, he should be in. Well, yeah, if he should be in, I agree. But like, I I feel like it's not like he's the greatest of all time. Like, there were parts of his career, and now Tom Brady has has separated himself there. But there. Were, there were legitimate arguments for a while that Peyton Manning could be the best quarterback to ever play the game. Like, that's different. He should absolutely be in whenever he's eligible. You know, like next year. <laughs> right. But like when you get to some of the guys, like, I feel like there is room for debate when you're looking at other guys, you know, like so I just and, and it just like I knew Paul Mahler was going in. Um he he was the but one like, that I, I was. I feel like Erlocker gets a bump because he plays for the Bears, and the Bears have this historic defense that was good. When we were before we were in school, and like the Bears' defense that he was on was solid, they went to a Super Bowl um, with John Gilmore, right? But like, 
No, they didn't win one, though. No, they, they lost. They right. Lost. It was Rex Grossman. Right. We went over we, this. Right. <laughs> and that's what I was saying. I was like, but he, so he never won one. No. Thomas like, never made And honestly, made those teams weren't that, other than that year, I don't feel like the teams were even that good. But that could just be me not remembering decent teams. Yeah. But. I just, I, I was a little little surprised to see Edron James get in. Um, not yeah. that I, like, that's the thing. Like, and you get in this argument and I don't like, I, I get very defensive about it because I feel like people are pointing out Zach Thomas when they say well, the hall of very good. I'm like, no, he's identical to Brian Urlacher. Like, don't, right. you cannot give me that BS. Right. But then like, then when it comes up, like Edron James, I'm like, is Edron James a hall of famer? I mean, right. he, he literally is, <laughs> but like, is he is right. the question and i'm only pulling that name out because he's part of this class like you can go back to classes over the last probably 15 years and, and pull out a few people here and there but i was surprised that he was See, and that's another one too and running backs even more weird because like i feel like there were a couple years where he was clearly the yeah. best running back okay and he also got to play with peyton manning in his right prime. right so i look at and look what peyton look manning that, did for joseph and, and i want to do this carefully because i know i brought it up before but i really want to dissect it because the whole idea of is Eli a Hall of Famer, all this stuff, and I don't I'm like, think he's first ballot. There are a ton of years, and this is where I want to get to. Like, how many years was would you say Eli was even the best quarterback in, in the his NFC division? East, right. I don't know that there are many. The, the argument was made that he'll make it, but not first ballot. And I, I, I guess I'm okay with that. It's hard for me to like. On one hand, you're like. He didn't do that much. On the other hand, he won two Super Bowls and right. was the MVP. It's interesting to me how, like, there are some people, and it's not necessarily the same people. So, like, I'm not saying the individuals are necessarily making both arguments, but we have people who are like, oh, well, people shouldn't be in, like, we can't have unanimous people in the Baseball Hall of Fame because other people weren't unanimous. Now, Mariano Rivera was. Right. And that's a terrible thing. But, so, like, some people will make that stuff. But at the same time, we'll look at football. And be like, oh, well, like they should be in because of this. That. I'm like, those. that's not what this is about. It's like if they weren't the best. Hall they, of Fame is not for team accomplishments. So no. the number of Super Bowls you have that should have no, right. no bearing on if you make the Hall of Fame. Right. You know, and I know at quarterback we do some of that, but I just – but when like people are like, oh, Eli, if these other quarterbacks are in, then they should, you know, then he should be in. Just because you then, made a mistake in right. the past doesn't mean you have to keep doing right. it. Right. And that's where I feel like that's the same argument as the baseball thing. Like saying like, oh, well, we can't elect somebody because we didn't used to elect people unanimously is a stupid argument. That is so, stupid. so I feel like it's the same thing of being like, well, he's better than these other quarterbacks that are in the Hall of Fame. Yes, but. He didn't play 70 years ago. So, right. like, what, what do you want me to say? Like, these guys were the best ever then, you know, yeah. like, or, and maybe they weren't. But, like, they were at the next level. They were the best of their era. They were yeah. this or that. Like, you know, yeah. so to, like, in one sense, be talking about, well, that's stupid. We shouldn't do it that way because it's always done that way. And in another way, be like, well, he clearly meets these marks that everybody's ever met forever. I'm like, well, that's stupid. They're you can't rolling. Have it. Yeah, right. they change with the times. Yeah, it's. It's interesting. I was just pretty disappointed when I when I saw and I hate to say it because I, 
it it was just because he was the fifth one that no, it jumps yeah. out to me and be like, really, an offensive lineman made right. like made it over him. And look, I love my offensive lineman. I coach offensive lineman. I was offensive lineman, but it just was deflating to see that that was the one that picked up because it wasn't like an like I know the name and he was a great player, Steve Hutchinson, but like. When that when I saw that that was the person, I was just like, "What?" I was like, "Really?" Right. Even like, and people then blew up. Like, how did he get in over Alan Fanica? Which I have the same question because right. by all metrics you can have on offensive linemen, Alan Fanica was was better. Well, that's the thing I was going to say. I feel like Fanica should get in over Palomalu, and I know that would never happen because the, the, the positions yeah, and the flash no, that Palomalu yeah. brought to safety, yep. you know, on top of With the, the hair positions, and the marketing, right? Like. Yeah. He's still I, doing hair commercials. Right. I knew that wasn't going to happen. But, like, if you have to ask me which one was better longer, which one is more of a Hall of Famer, I feel like Fanica has a stronger Hall of Fame candidate, like, resume than Palomalo. And, again, that's not saying he doesn't have a – like, he's worthy of the Hall of Fame. But I feel like this is the opposite. I feel like Fanica's underrated and – Palomalu was overrated. You know, like, if you can be underrated as a, an, right. a Hall of Fame finalist. But, well, <laughs> right. we're talking – on the other hand, we're talking about another one. You know, Zach Thomas is underrated. You know, like, it's amazing how some of these guys can be so underrated and when they are among the best to ever play. Zach Thomas was trending on Twitter. Like, they, was, they were going hard. People were really hyping it up. in Miami. It would have been well, perfect. And it's Super Bowl 54. Oh, like, my gosh. I didn't even think of that. That's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, but you have to really spell it out yeah. for me. Come on. You know that. Like, it was so poetic. It's Super Bowl 54 in Miami. Like it was ready to go, like, and I don't know I if see it I don't know if they released the list. Like if like he was he sixth or seventh, and it probably would make it worse if he was sixth and missed it by just yeah, that much. Yeah. So I don't know if that I want to know, but um, yeah, it was just it was it was a disappointment uh, today. But we're already half an hour in, and we haven't talked about the Super Bowl at all. Yeah. So we probably should do that. Um, Chiefs 49ers tomorrow in in Miami. Kickoff is around 6:30. Uh, they'll take a commercial every 15 seconds though, so you won't t- miss too much if you don't right. turn until seven o'clock. Right. But um, it should be a good one. I posted a few things, interesting tidbits of the lead up this week, especially one about the turf. I don't know if you saw. So the I didn't get to read turf. it, but I wholeheartedly agree with your sentiment. Two, two year I process. I love reading these things. Two year process. I was speaking to a kid this week actually who wants to get turf into turf graph management. So um, Penn State. We were talking about like he said he's that's one he's looking at or schools in the south. You know, right, like, yeah. which is pretty much what you have to do. So. And um, I also posted one about the um, the jersey nuances from uh, UniWatch, which I love that site. Uh, Paul Lucas does a great job over there uh, talking all about uniform aesthetics. And uh, he always does a Super Bowl one. He's actually a huge 49ers fan. So um, it know, is we cool won't hold when that against some of those him. guys get to like – do get they get on the well, stage and they're not just there they're there and they're get like their fandom gets to come through too. They, he was talking in the article or maybe it wasn't maybe he posted an article that someone was examining 49ers versus Chiefs because it's all red and they were getting into the pantomes of oh, yeah, what yeah. red is it and the Chiefs is actually just one shade darker than or excuse me the 49ers are one shade darker than the Chiefs and you know why do t- sports teams choose red and they go into the, all the psychological and physiological stuff that happens when when the color red it, it was very interesting right uh, so those are the two things posted I about love the stuff lead up. Like that. yeah it was really really cool so um but obviously we're both rooting for the Chiefs but what do we think is actually going to happen in the game all right um 
years ago, and like I said, we've been doing this for nine years now. We started after the Super Bowl in 2011, which what year would what game would that have been? Fine. Was that the Saints? Was that the year? That was right after Saints Bay or um, Saints Colts, wasn't it? I don't know. Was that after that one? I don't know. Because I feel like that was the 2010 season, Saints Colts. Well, let's look it up. Do we have a, a machine that can do that for I us? Think, I think we can figure so, it out. Um, while he's doing that, I'll continue what I was saying. We, a few years back, we talked about best offense versus best defense. And we're... It was Steelers-Packers. Okay, after, right after Steelers-Packers. Okay, so then Saints Colts must have been the year before that. Yeah. That was the 2010 Super Bowl after the 09 season. Okay, so we started after a Steelers lost in the Super Bowl. The Packers were world, world champs when we started this. Here we are now in almost nine years later, and we have Chiefs 49ers, and we have uh, you know, pretty prolific offense versus a very stout defense. The 49ers are number one in uh, passing yards per game allowed. They <sighs> were... Um, I thought they were high up in total, but this has the Patriots. Oh, yeah, they were, no, they were number two. I just missed them. 49ers were number two in total defense, allowing just 281.8 yards per game. Um, Rushing-wise, they were also very strong, allowing just – I thought they were. This is nope. 17th. Sorry, they were 17th. I thought they were better than that. So um, if there's one area that the 49ers struggled a bit, you know, just – about average, a little below average. Uh, it was against against the run. Um, the Chiefs surprisingly um, only appear in the top five in passing yards, two eighty one point one. But remember that Forty ers are the best passing defense. Uh, Chiefs have struggled to find an identity by an individual in the backfield, and it has shown in their rushing yard right. rank of twenty third. Now, this is all during the regular season, right. obviously. Um, in terms of total yards, it's a little bit of surprising to see the Cowboys at the top there after they, they finish, but that's probably why Jason Garrett is gone. Uh, the Chiefs were just outside the top five in total offense, coming in at number six. So you have the number six total offense versus the number two total defense. And in years past, what team has come out on top? It's been the defense. Yeah. So for us, root, you know, the people rooting for the Chiefs, that's not a great sign. And right. I know you, you said before the show that our friend and our basketball analyst, Adam, he thinks that this one could get out of hand right. in favor of the 49ers because of previous history surrounding a dominant defense against a very good, um, very good offense. Sometimes it doesn't go the offense's way. And the biggest one that happened just five years ago was Peyton Manning and the Broncos against right. the, the Legion of Boom and the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks destroyed. I think that was one versus one, too. Yeah. And the Seahawks took it to that Broncos team. Right. I look at it, I, I don't know that I see it the same way, though. Like, I don't, while this, I feel like this San Francisco defense, and I, obviously we'll find out, you know, like 24 hours from now, we'll start to get a really good idea of how this is playing out. Um, I look at when we've seen that, though, it's been like the prolific defenses. And while the San Francisco defense ha can make big plays and they can get after the, the passer and things like that. I don't view them as like an all time great defense. You know what I mean? Like they've had their moments this year where they've given up a ton. Like, whereas when we're talking about the great 
defensive that have gone on those Super Bowl runs, and maybe this is just time washing away some of those memories, but like the one people go to a lot is the that Ravens defense. Well, that Ravens defense didn't give up fifty some points. Now the game is different. It's two right. decades that I understand that, but like you know, the Saints offense, which has its weapons, but the second half of the year wasn't really lighting teams mm-hmm. up. Scored a ton on this team. Like, you know, I, I I saw a lot. The Chiefs defense has struggled against teams that run motion a lot. And the Niners use motion on 75% of their plays, like which is a lot, like second most in the league or something like that. Um, or maybe it's that run out of motion. I don't know. It was a weird thing, but like really breaking it down. But at the same time, the Niners, like four of the games where they, like the defense – wasn't at its best, maybe. Um, they were still good, and I don't know that they even lost all those games. But, like, the teams ran RPOs, and, like, the Chiefs ran the second most RPOs this year. Like it, So, like, it's going to be interesting um, to see kind of how that goes. I feel like you have some, some masterminds here. You have both of these coaches kind of have, like, a Super Bowl, like, hiccup kind of things, you know. Now, I say that. They both lost to the Patriots, but like Kyle Shanahan was running the offense that went with twenty eight to three. Yeah, lead, went way know? too so conservative. Like, and while it wasn't all his call, right. obviously it wasn't all his fault either. He's not the one out in the field right. executing. Um, you know, it yeah that that was a problem. Right, they, they had that problem. Right. But that's the thing. Like, did he learn from it? I mean. He's got this 49ers team turned around in a hurry. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, he's looking pretty good. And like I have really come to respect his football mind. Oh, I mean, absolutely. we knew that he had it. He's well, the, look at his fun. He's the son. You know, the it, son of right. Mike Shanahan. It's fun to watch when you see like you're like, man, he that guy was schemed open, or this was, this was a great play design. And you see that with both teams mm-hmm. in this. My favorite thing after the conference championship games was when they did like the mic'd up segment and they had the video of Shanahan telling the ref that. He's going to yeah, interfere go- with Kittle, right? right? It was he's Kittle, going, right? He's like eighty-five is going to come like, out. He's, he's going to he's going to hold take him. one step in. He's going to hold him when he breaks the outside. He won't let him go. And it's literally, what happened? Literally happened. Right. Like he called it before it even right. happened. I love seeing that. I've also gone to a lot in my head the last couple weeks of when we've interviewed Chad and he talked about how he's been on a lot of teams where like for the most part, everything you're going to install is installed in training camp, you know, or at least before the, the heart of the season, you know, a week or two in. Yeah. And he talks about how like in Kansas city, they're installing new stuff like every week, you know, like it's always something new. Um, and it's just, you know, seeing what these great offensive minds have in play, like um, while the defenses are there, like, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like the offenses are going to have more success than we than we anticipate. But. So I anticipate it starting slow and then picking up in the second half, much like we saw with the 49 or excuse me, the Patriots Eagles two years ago. Yeah. Um, the the 49ers, you know, we talk about how great their defense was. Their offense not too bad in terms of averages either. I agree. Second highest scoring uh, offense, fourth in total yards. I believe they were 13th in passing and was it what were they in, in rushing? Second in rushing. Yeah, rushing. They're really good. Which is uh, is funny because they rattle off two hundred plus yards from Raheem Mostert right. uh, in the NFC Championship game against the Packers. Which that that's that was a weird game. 
the Packers like not yeah, coming late, ready to eggs, play. That was, but we kind of, I mean, not we. A lot of people called that coming in, and we we said the they're the good. weakest two seed that we could remember. Right. Um. So we're people have focused on the 49ers defense and the Chiefs offense, but I think it's going to be the flip that's going to make the game. Can the yes. Chiefs stop the 49ers offense? Right. And while on paper I look at it, I'm like, is there really that much to the 49ers offense? They have proven it on the field that there right. is. When they get their ground game going, they're tough to stop. Right. Even if it's a bunch of no-name guys or people that no one heard about even just eight weeks ago. Um, Tevin Coleman is probably going to be healthy and ready to go. So they have Coleman, Brida, <laughs> and Mostert that they can rotate in there. And that opens up your short passing game, your play-action passing game. And they have one of the best, if not the best, tight ends in George Kittle. They have Debo Samuel, the South Carolina receiver, who has made a huge impact. Mm -hmm. And Kyle Shanahan credited the Senior Bowl last year with them being able to work, either work with or coach against Samuel. Right. And he ended up being, I think, a fifth-round pick of theirs. And now he's been a huge, huge impact player for the 49ers. Which is awesome. I love when you get to see kids that have been the senior and are borderline on getting drafted or maybe being picked up as a free agent. And because that line of being drafted in the fifth round and being picked up aren't, isn't that no, it's, big. It's razor thin. Right. It's razor thin. It comes down to, we got to see him. We got to work with him. We got to do these things. Like yep. I love seeing guys that had to work. Not, they all have to work and earn it, but you know what I mean? Like it wasn't clear that he was going to get a shot, I should right. say. And, he, and he's he made the most of it. it. Absolutely. Um, they also had a huge trade acquisition during the season in Emmanuel Sanders, which Great was a huge pickup. pickup. And got to give credit, man. John Lynch for people being like, what are they doing, man? Bringing in a guy who has zero front office experience. Well, someone in their uh, the GM group that went to the senior rule. Um, hashtag or kind of coined uh, mobile to Miami. That yeah. was there and. Look what happened. Yeah. So it's amazing how you can turn around a team that quickly I, with a good coaching, um, you know, at least a, saw, a good quarterback and a great defense. I saw someone bring this up, and I thought it was an excellent point. There was a stretch there from basically maybe, and I, I could be messing it up a little bit, from like the end of Mariucci going way back well, to, to what the like right, early 2000s. But through, you know, well, actually, maybe, you know, so probably from the end of Harbaugh. Front. So from Harbaugh through the mess that they had for a number of years and just like that Jed York couldn't get out of the way, right? Like he, he couldn't really get out of the way. And then what did he do? He handed it over. He handed it over to a guy he trusted in Lynch. Took a few years, but look where they are now. Look where they are. And so, yeah, man, that it's pretty, ex I'm, I'm happy for them that that's how it's working out. Um, I know both teams, I believe, have paid for all the employees and stuff to yeah. go. I think the Chiefs, it's like 2000 something. The Chiefs took everyone, and the right. 49ers took their entire front, at least front office right, crew and, right. and families. I know the Chiefs took literally everyone on the Chiefs' payroll. Yeah, how awesome. And their is families. That? How awesome is that? That's awesome. And this was so cool last week getting to see them hold the, the, we talked about it last week, but the week before, getting them to like, to get the Lamar Hunt trophy. Like, yeah. That's so cool. That's great. So um, so the 49ers offense is probably being underrated. The Chiefs defense hasn't been talked about too much, but it's very they've important. Played, they've played well they the last few games. are an average defense in total yards-wise. They're actually pretty good against the pass, but that could be because they're not great against the run. They right. ranked 26 in the regular season. Now, they've been playing better in the playoffs once they got their right. footing, once their special teams weren't making turnovers, once their receivers weren't dropping passes and forcing punts. Like If they're not put in a bad situation, they play pretty well. This game is going to come down to 
49ers offense against the Chiefs defense. And numbers say the 49ers have the edge there. Whereas it might be a toss-up in Chiefs offense against 49ers defense. Chiefs defense need help against the 49ers offense, numbers-wise. So um, we want to touch on a few things here with the local connections with Chad Henney. But before we do, let's give our predictions for what's going to happen tomorrow. Obviously, we both want the Chiefs to win, but what do we actually think is going to happen? All right. Do you want me to give an actual score, or do you want me to just give Um, a team winning? Yeah, that's up to you. I think I'm going to do a score. Just it'll okay, paint well, a better I, picture. So, so I'm going to go. Um, just let me think this this out, like points wise here. I'm going to go thirty four twenty four Chiefs. All right, thirty four twenty four Chiefs. Um, anything do you think stands out? Who's your MVP? Is it Mahomes? Mahomes, yeah. Okay. Um, back and forth, tight near the end. and then I think, they... I think close and maybe even Niners up, but not not like necessarily like 17. Like, or, not 28 know, to 3. Right, nothing like that. But I think they may get up like 13-3 or, you know, 14-7s, you know, stuff like that. And then I think, I think they go and um, I, I think they get on a roll and – I think it's going to become a game where the Chiefs are getting the ball out of Mahomes' hands quickly, which neutralizes a little bit of the pass rush. I think the West, the Andy Reid take on the West Coast style offense in the RPO, what basically what that has kind of morphed into for a lot of teams. Um, helps against the zone defense that the Niners like to run behind the four-man pass rush. So I I just think that Mahomes will get it going, and I think they're – Jimmy Garoppolo is very good. This is not a statement about him because I don't buy the he's no good. They haven't, they haven't needed him to pass. It is an interesting thing to think about that he threw eight passes last week um, or last game. But Two weeks ago, yeah. I just feel like I'm going with the better quarterback, and I think the Chiefs are going to get it done. And maybe and there might be part of me, too, that's just like, screw it. I want them to win. I'm going all in. You know, like I'm just all in. If I want them to win, I'm going with it, which is the opposite of what I usually do. With <laughs> so. Um, so listener John Rogers says Kansas City wins 31-27. And I believe we talked about this off air before the show, but your dad points out that um, Penn State basketball beat Nebraska to move to 16-5 and five overall, 6-4 and four in the Big Ten. And I saw Bracketology has them a five, 5 or a 6 seed, right, depending right. on what site you use. So cool things happening for Penn State men's basketball, yes. which they have not made the NCAA tournament since 2009. Not in Patrick Chambers' tenure either. Oh, Taylor Battle wasn't. Well, they played in the opening round against Temple. Wasn't that Pat Chambers wasn't the coach? Was that um? I thought I read was that, that Chambers, still was I that Dechellis? Okay. Was that his last year? Yeah. Okay. Oh, and was that? I don't think that might not have been Battle because Battle might have been when they won the NIT. I'm trying to think back to when that was. I feel like it was 2009, 2010. Yeah. It was a while ago. Um, they lost to Temple in overtime, I believe, out in Arizona. Um, but they had a run in 2001. And beating North Carolina in the round of 32 to make the Sweet 16. I, I had uh, Doug Meyer was my uh, teacher that year. And I wore a Penn State basketball jersey to school the next he, day. He said to me, he's like, there's a lot of Penn State fans all of a sudden. <laughs> I was like, look, 
Penn State men's basketball may not be at the top of my list, but Penn State has always <laughs> been at the top of my list, so I'm going to take advantage of this. But back to the Super Bowl, my prediction, I, I, I waffle on this repeatedly because obviously I want the Chiefs to win, and there's part of me that when I look at the rosters on paper, not thinking about stats and, and, and records and accomplishments this year, I feel like the Chiefs are the better team. Even with what the 49ers defense trots out there, I, I still feel like the Chiefs are the better team. And then I go down the list of the weapons. Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, um, Travis Kelsey, huh. and, and that established offensive line that they have. Right. I feel like that team is better than the likes of the 49ers, who, other than Richard Sherman, I don't really know anyone in the secondary. They haven't made a name right. enough that no, there's someone that, I can, in out in the that I can pull. Like, I guess all of a sudden, yep, yep they play right. for the 49ers. Obviously, I know D4 plays the 49ers just because of the link with him to Kansas City. Right, because he cost Kansas City a trip to the Super Bowl last year. Last year. Obviously, we know all about the 49ers defensive linemen, but if the Chiefs can neutralize the linemen – I don't know that the secondary, even That's with Richard Sherman's name, is good enough to stop the Chiefs. But it all comes down to the football cliche of it's one in the trenches. Can the Chiefs, five offensive linemen and Travis Kelsey, take care of Bosa, Armstead, uh, and Buckner? Right, those are right. the three big right. names that they they, they think, have. They their first round. I think the line and scheme can neutralize those guys. That's that's my take. And then I also. You know, I, I feel like I'm leaning San Francisco, but then I think about that. And then I'm still leaning San Francisco because of, you know, defense wins championships. We right. saw defense come out on top. And then I think about the Chiefs just – their run defense is just not good. See, it, but uh, then I remember that they stopped Derrick Henry, who was on a unbelievable right. trot of eight weeks, including the postseason, right. where he was averaging like 160, 180 right. yards a game or something period, ridiculous. He rushed for well over 1,000 like, yards. Like 1,200 yards right. in eight weeks. He had more than most people have in a season it was absurd. over eight weeks, in- including playoff games against good teams. And as much as I think Frank Clark needs to shut his trap, he – backed up the words that he said about you know them being disrespected and that Derrick Henry's not going to come in here and run all over us and save for a couple runs here and there and maybe the first with, quarter. He, he only had like 70-some like, yards. Yeah, he ended with like 71 yards so or 70 they yards. Did and he had their 69 job. in the like second quarter or and, something like that. Right, and Derrick Henry is obviously a bigger name and better talent than any of the three guys that the 49ers right. can trot out. No disrespect to them. And the line that, they were, that the Titans run out is – Arguably the best in football. Arguably. So, with that all said, I'm still picking the 49ers. <laughs> um, mostly because I'm hedging my bets. Unlike you, where you're like, I want the Chiefs to win, no, I'm picking the Chiefs. This is perfect, because when we get to have, hopeful, hopefully, Super, Super Bowl, Bowl champion, champion Chad Henney on, I will quickly bring up who picked the Chiefs. And who picked. But You know see, what this is going to be? This is going to be the moment when you and the filer got to meet him after after the game. And he's and wearing, he's wearing a, Bills a Bills jersey. jersey. And it, seriously, filer. Well, it's a little bit more colorful than yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to. Um, yeah, it's just and, – and truly, this is probably just me being like, well, one, I want the Chiefs no, to win. No, I, I completely understand. And if they win, I'll already be happy because they won. Right. But if they lose, I can say, well, I, I, called, got it right. I called it. You don't have to explain it to me, buddy. Like we do this every all the time. Week. <laughs> every time the Eagles play, you pick against them because one, if I pick against them, maybe I can win money because they're going to lose. Or if I 
pick them and they lose now i didn't have a chance to win money and they lost (laughs) so there's no right i can make this bad thing a little bit better right because at least i was right so i'm going to pick the 49ers um regrettably and unfortunately it is not what i want to happen and i hope i'm wrong but i am going to pick the 49ers and i do think it's going to be a it's not going to be what was it last year 17 to three or 10 what was it 17 six wasn't it like 10 three late in the game and the yeah, chief scores yeah, so, like or the the patriots scored but no i don't think any of that is going like to happen uh, i do think it's going to be a slow start i think it's going to take some time whether it's you know super bowl jitters right. or whatever um i hope the weather's okay although it'd be much better than when john and the the bears played the colts down there because there is a quasi roof on it now the right. field area is open but i don't think it'll be as bad a uh, huge amount of upgrades went into um the stadium uh since that it honestly was doesn't look like the same no stadium it doesn't that you and i visited that was, for the orange for the bowl. orange bowl right where uh, we just ran into each other literally which is li- that when john played down there was only a year after we right, were down right. there so that's crazy i think it. there could be a slow start you know maybe at halftime it's something like 17 to 10 in, in that area um but i think when all is said and done it's gonna be final school actually i like john's 31 to 27 score. Um, so I think I'm going to go close to that. I think I'm going to say, I think I'm going to say 30 to 27 and it's a Robbie gold field goal that wins the game for the 49. Who's your MVP? I'm going to say Kittle. Okay. I'm going to say Kittle. I know it's tough for a receiver to win it, you know, and not be the quarterback, but I think maybe he'll be the the safety net, right. and he'll and score two touchdowns, and I think it'll be end up being Kittle. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. So I'll say uh, Kittle wins MVP. Gould kicks the game winning field goal. I'm not necessarily saying it's going to be like a buzzer beater, but I think it might be the difference. The maker, difference right. maker. Uh, it could be uh, late in the fourth. So 30 27 49ers. Kittle MVP. Gould gets the the game winning field goal. Um, I'd be disappointed if that's true. I mean, I, even with the Penn State or kicking it, um, I really want the Chiefs to win. Yeah. Obviously, I really wanted the Giants to win when I was at the game watching Kerry Collins in Tampa, and I really wanted the Bears to win when John was there uh, 13 years ago. Um, but this one, th- this is the one it feels like the most attainable because that Ravens defense was ridiculous. Um, maybe the greatest ever. Peyton, maybe Peyton Manning and that Colts offense was ridiculous. This one feels evenly matched and a lot of fun. And I, I hope, uh, I hope it is. I hope it is. I hope it, uh, for Chad and Andy's sake that yeah. the, they can get that, that, that ring, get that Lombardi trophy. Um, only the, it would only be like, is it the third then for the Chiefs? It have, would be the second because I think they lost. Uh, I thought they, I thought they had two, but so, they, so I know they were right. one and one in those early right. Super Bowls. I right. thought they had another one. No, but maybe they, they haven't been there. Oh, that's right. Since they haven't Super been Bowl there since four. Super Four. Yeah, so they only years. have one because right. um, they, they lost, lost Super, Super Bowl one to the Packers, right. and then they they won Super Bowl four. Was that against the Vikings? Yes. Okay. So, yeah. So in fifty years, Chiefs are one and one. They're back. Um, no, I'll be pulling for them. I'm hoping they win, but I don't know. Something just tells me to go with the 49ers, and I I, I would not be any more See, happy that, to be wrong. And that's kind of how I feel. Like I feel like things are telling me that the Niners, I should pick the Niners, but something's just telling me, like, I just have a feeling that the Chiefs are going to get it done. And you so. know what? 
if Chad ends up coming on our show, which obviously I'm, I will reach out to him once things settle down and he's back in the area. Um, he, he said that he, he would love, love to come back each year. And, you know, as long as that wasn't just lip service, we'll give him that opportunity. Um, but I want him to come back as Super Bowl champ. And I want you to throw that in my face because I don't care because uh, right. you know, it's one of those things you'd be glad be to be co- wrong about. Completely right. happy no, I with, understand. with I that. Understand. So um, quickly before we go, um, you know, we talked about Chad a lot and we've been – I've been pumping out the stuff on um, the Wilson Bulldogs football social sites, especially Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And, um, you know, we mentioned that this is the third time a Wilson football player has made it to the Super Bowl. Uh, hopefully third time's a charm and Chad can get the, get that ring after Kerry and John came up a little bit short. Um, but that wasn't the only thing that we've that I posted about. Um, you know, had the collages of the three of them. Uh, obviously, Chad's are just of him with the Chiefs. Um, but I grabbed pictures from Getty Images of Carey uh, playing in Super Bowl 35, which I saw in person, and then John playing uh, in I don't what Super Bowl was that uh, Roman numerals man off the top of my head trying to think of uh, was it four forty one yeah XLI right yes yeah that's forty one yeah. Um, yeah, which so, would be 13 years ago, so that would make right. sense. Um, and I know I have a few other things it was, out here. It was interesting. Um, LL article uh, yesterday, I think, talked about how um, Henny makes the sixth um, LL yeah, that's right. Here's that article. the Super Bowl. Uh, Burt um, Wilson from Lancaster Newspaper. Six right. LL League alum to Three of them from Three of them from, from Wilson. Wilson. Yep. Uh, so that's always great. And I have a video that I wanted to – here it is. So I, gotta, I think I have to unmute that, so let me – Mute that and see if we can play that. It's just not not quite a minute long, so. Um. Yeah, so it was exciting. I was trying to figure out if I knew who the other LL players are. I knew so one of them. Uh, I couldn't come the up Wilson with the name. Wilson High School football team and uh, a couple of their coaches, so it's kind of cool that they're rooting for me and obviously going to see me at the big game. And Ross Tucker was out here. He was here Monday. So there's there's some buzz going on, and uh, I'm just being, you know very proud to be a part of that area and grow up there and uh, can represent them the right way. What would that mean to you, you know, to be able to be a Super Bowl champion for Brooks County, Pennsylvania? I mean, it means the world. I mean, you put so much work into it. 12 years in, uh, you finally get to the big game. And, uh, you know, I just thank all the people that have helped me get, get along this way, my family, uh, friends, coaches, along the way. And uh, just a special feeling. Actually, I just All right, so that's going to link over here. I'm just going to mute that. But that was uh, – Chad was interviewed by uh, Breland Moore from KCTV5. And uh, believe it or not, she is from the Reading, PA area. Right. And that's how I caught wind of uh, her interview. And I posted that on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram because it was great. It's, you know, it's just like a 45-minute clip, and right. it's him talking about Berks County and Wilson. So uh, that was a lot of fun to find this week. And uh, a lot of that's been been passing around. Chad's been all over the place. And uh, – uh, WFMZ just did an, an interview with um, Ernie and Jeremy, and right. uh, Paul Roberts did, did an audio yep. interview yep. with with Jeremy. So uh, he talked to Jeremy for like six minutes. Or something yeah, like yeah, that. it, was, it was a lot of fun. And then this was a cool one um, yeah. I posted last week, and it was uh, Ross Tucker. Why missing? Yep. Longtime NFL player. Now has been a huge. He's a media conglomerate now, right. and uh, he's down there. And I actually said earlier this day. He posted, I think it was just the Mahomes 
if you see the shirt that right. um, Chad is on, uh, he posted this is what you know players are going to be wearing tonight. It was Mahomes Garoppolo, I believe. Um, you know, and he's like, here's the number. And I was like, we want to see the Chiefs number four. And just a few hours later, <laughs> he posted this photo and he, he tagged my Wilson account. Oh, in that's it. awesome. Uh, so uh, there it is. And it was, it, it, people commented, I was like, how much, of a, how great of a picture it is. And I was like, it's a really good picture. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, it's uh, Chad and Ross hanging out. And then I said, I was like, it's maybe time to get a little uh, dual interview action going yeah, yeah. Uh, see what we can with, do. Uh, with <laughs> the, the local uh, football uh stars so that would be fun so i think that's about it here for episode 294 of the joe mays and jraf show um you know thanks for joining us the last two saturdays now as we try to get uh the content out before uh, some events or whether it's personal or professional because um, obviously we're not going up against the uh, super bowl tomorrow but we know that the majority of listeners are going to be cheering hard for the chiefs i hope it's a good game and i do hope kansas city comes out on top that's for sure yeah, absolutely. You know, we'll have to wait and see. Um, I hope it's exciting. Um, I hope it's a better game than last year. I mean, last year was an example of it was an exciting game in the sense that it was close, close, but it wasn't. But it was it was good. awful. No, yeah, it, it wasn't was terrible to watch. Um, there was very little suspense, even though it was close. You just you just knew that New England was going to win early on, right? And right. it's just like that the way the Rams played. People were pretty much, how did this team get there? Right. Which is crazy to think about. You, We saw one of the greatest regular season games of all time between the Chiefs and the Rams earlier that year. Yeah. The Rams looked like an incredibly talented team, and then they got to the Super Bowl against the Patriots. And Not that the Patriots blew the doors off, because New England didn't look great either. Right. But, yeah. It was the beginning of the end for the Patriots. Yeah. Because now, by this time next year, Tom well, Brady and, will be in Miami. And, and the, Rams, the Rams didn't exactly have a stellar year this year no they had suffered from the super bowl hangover so that's one thing when we get into our predictions it'll be interesting to see after this super bowl if we think either team is going to take a step back i know my answer to that right away um and it doesn't matter who wins tomorrow because i am selling high on one of the teams so okay Um, we'll talk about that in the coming weeks as we'll do an early prediction show we do have our Episode 300 is coming up. We'll be doing that in the next crazy. two months. Um, would love for it to coincide with uh, maybe an interview with Chad or a special event with yeah. Chad. We'll see what we can get going there. So uh, episode 295 will be next Sunday. So we'll be back on our Sunday schedule. February 9th will be episode 295. So any shout outs from you, Justin? Anything to say? No. <laughs> I don't think I have anything to say. I've talked about Natalie a bunch now. And uh, uh, I know we'll have a few, um, maybe not next week, but the week thereafter. Yes. Um, which would also be our uh, nine-year anniversary show. So Crazy. maybe we'll do listener special, take some questions, maybe we'll do NFL predictions. I don't know. We'll come up with something. Um, but enjoy uh, Super Bowl 54 tomorrow. And uh, until next time, uh, I'm Joe Mays. He's Justin Raftoff. Blah, blah. Raph Bob, <laughs> and uh, thanks for listening. Hope oh, wrong one. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and J Raph Show. Tune in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Facebook Live and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter. And stay up to date with the guys at Joe Mays and JRAF.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show.
Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. For more info, visit jmnjrradio.com.